They were being monitored all the time, constantly, by an actual robot that was out there. And once they got their family to a certain point and they'd sort of served their, their purpose, they were then disposed of. We want to have the new improved you. We'd like to be able to afford the $6 billion man, woman, or anywhere in between, as long as we can afford to build it. In the room, 52 Jokers Wild. We were talking earlier on about robots and clones as we started to get into it. I'm not sure why we, we got into that. I don't know whether it's just that we feel that we need a clone of ourselves somewhere to help us out and, and to, you know, just to spread the work a little bit more. But the idea of the, um, the robot initially was this concept of a slave. It's a Czechoslovakian, I think it is, word for slave. And that's what the idea of the robot was. And uh, I remember as a youngster watching Metropolis, which was a silent movie with lots of lovely music. And they had this, this, this great looking female android, uh, which eventually looked like R2-D2. Yep. Or was it three C three PO? Might have been C three PO. R two C three PO. It certainly didn't look like R two D two. Yeah, that was a bin. That was the bin. That was the bin. Yeah, this one was the humanoid one that was quite interesting. Of course, that that also brought us around to the likes of the replicants in the in the Blade Runner series and all that kind of stuff. And uh, and you'd mentioned Battlestar Galactica, the new series. I say the new series because they're talking about another series because it actually turns out to be 18 years ago since the new series actually started. And they had about uh, eight episodes. But they had their clones and they had their um, toasters, as they called them in that particular series, that were the robot-y type sort of characters, I think. And, and I was kind of, I used to teach life drawing and I had my little friend here that I used to bring along so we could see the insides of him, see how gutless he is. And uh, this idea of, you know, we're a robot, really, underneath that. And underneath for the visually the impaired, George is, ha George is actually sort of has a, a mini skeleton, mini of, a skeleton. A skeleton of a leprechaun. Or <clears throat> it could be a skeleton of a leprechaun or some other urchin from the Lord of the Rings. It's, it's we don't a, know. Some, it's a, yeah, it's a it hobbit. It could be a dwarf. It could be a hobbit a or a person. dwarf. That's it, a little person. Yeah. It's, actually, it's actually an 80 centimetre long skeleton yeah. that is used for medical purposes and for life drawing so that youngsters can actually and learn how to. And we're just hoping to God, because like, there's all these conspiracy theories, that we have all these good-looking skeletons that... Yo, where are they coming from? Are they plastic? Are they man-made? Is it real bones? Is this a child skeleton? Are the bigger ones in the medical labs real? And I know we're going 3D and uh, like in terms of uh, remote medical now, but if you thought of the skeletons out there, there's yeah. too many good-looking skeletons with good teeth and perfect teeth for, for my liking. I reckon there's a bit of a conspiracy theory going Well, actually, on. A, lot of, a lot of the plastic models that you see of these, because you can get them online on Amazon the likes of, they, they, they're actually replicated, I think, are on a certain particular person. There was a person that was that skeleton. And I remember when I got my 3D printer, because they make lots of little robots now using 3D printers, I actually had a crack at uh, 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 printing out a 3D skull that was about the size, a little bit smaller than that one that I've just shown you there. And uh, yeah, it was all good fun. It, it, didn't, it didn't print out very well, so I'll probably have to do another version of it. But I like the idea of, of some of the mechanical things. Actually, this brings us back to clones and robots and the likes of, because I went out in my car today and I had to take the battery out because the, uh, it, 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 when it froze a few weeks ago, the battery went dead. So I took the battery out, charged it up, like you normally do, put it back in, and the steering wheel light came on, but it was still okay, it was driving. So I went out today and the steering wheel, wheel light went off. And then I suddenly found that the car was pulling to the right. And 
I couldn't go left. So I had to take all the right turns so I could actually get myself back home in some form or fashion. And what we had to do in the end was simply unplug the uh, battery once again. And once we put it back in, the light came on again, but I could actually steer the car. I could go left. I could turn left, you know. I, I, th I don't think it's all these right-wingers that just want me to go right in this. It's a Skoda as well, so it comes from a, an ex sort of a, sort of Soviet. You're kind not of impressing anybody over here no, with that language. But this Skoda car, language. this yes. car could only go left. I could only go right, you know. So, so it's, it's no, rebelling. So that car, that Skoda, can only make all the right moves, except That's all the it. right moves or the wrong moves. You were going around in circles fast. Yeah. So we're only going one way in circles. So, so that. That's what we feel like in Back life. Back to where we were time. earlier on. Like, are, exactly. Are we making the right moves? Are we going around in circles? You know, it, it, that, that, that's what we feel like most of the time. Are we just a clone? Are we going through these robotic motions? We wake up, get up, go to work, sit down, eat, drink, sleep, repeat. You go, it, it's... So, I, I'm not a robot. No, again, there's George will say, many conspiracy theory. Are we living in the, the, the construct? Are we living in the matrix? Is it that... We think and therefore we believe that we are real and therefore we are. And we're just a bunch of blips and ones and zeros. So we are told that we are real, we feel real, because our programming says so. Are we robots? Are we clones? Well, I think the clones are more the organic version of the robot. It's a mult... Okay, there's Dolly the sheep out there somewhere. I don't feel like a sheep, but I mean, I do feel like you said. We need to clone ourselves. We need multiples of ourselves to do the amount of work we have to do. But we don't want to feel like clones. We all want to be unique. So, no, we don't want to feel like a robot. But, I mean, we sometimes wake up in the morning and go, we're doing robotic tasks. Actually, most of the jobs going to be saved out there is about robot, robotic process automation. It's not that they're going to build robots and replace us. It's that the coding is such that the machinery is automated and this process is automated. So you take away these mundane repetitive tasks but that journey is meant to be for to get the economies of scale the efficiencies to give you back your life that you are meant to do the star tracking concentrate on the arts the creativity and on rather than the mechanical robotic automation which we're turning ourselves into so we're becoming less human more robot based on a move away from creativity to you know, repetitive task. But we need to clone ourselves, build something in a jar, plug them in, get them to go to work, and we can go off and do the old creativity. It's, it's funny because uh, you, you, just, you just reminded me of a little animation I watched last night. It was in black and white, but it was actually made last year by a guy called David James Armsby, uh, and he has a channel called Dead Sound. But the little video that he had, which is a great animation called modern citizen and it was really literally about uh, a dystopia type society where the family got they, they they grew up they did what they had to do they were being monitored all the time constantly by an actual robot that was out there and once they got their family to a certain point and they'd sort of served their their purpose they were then disposed of uh, very very rapidly because they were no longer needed which again reminds us i don't know if you've seen uh, uh, cloud atlas the uh, the, the, the filmmakers that made um, The Matrix did this thing called Cloud Atlas. And in there, 
they were clones that were used for a certain purpose and once they had their day they were basically disposed of to help feed the next generation uh, which brings us back to Sol is it Sol Solent Green the the 1960s Silent Green Not Silent, Silent Green. Green it's so my Solent Green Solent Green I think it is I my Irish accent is S O Y L E N T it's the one I watched many a year Solent, ago yeah. I'm quoting That's it from it. That's Silence. That's it's Irish. I the th is no th in it. But if I'm an Irish paddy, being that I am, I for years I've been saying nugget, not nougat. It's it's silent green as a so I don't even know how to say what the hell you're saying. Uh, I, I have to have a different silent s o y. Soil what the hell is yeah, that? Anyway, silent. regardless, it was cr Jacob's cream crackers for the masses. It went in one door and came out in the box in the other. Except you had Jacob's cream cracker written on the side or the the brand at the time was Soylent Green, whatever it was. That's you it. were the food for the masses. You got to live so long, if you couldn't afford a funeral, you went to this place, they gave you a last chance dance, you plugged yourself in, you went on the conveyor belt, and you came out the other end. Now, if you looked at the Matrix, you were saying the same thing. The trick in the Matrix was, when you looked behind the Matrix and looked behind the dreamscape, you found you were plugged in. You were being fed in a factory of machinery that was saying you're no more than a battery for a light bulb. That's who you were to this machine. And and, and that's what we are. We're, we think we're the virus on the planet. We, well, we probably are. We're the virus on the planet. You know, at the moment, we're the alien in plain sight. You know, we're, we're, you don't see any little ants and you know, deer running off and building skyscrapers and reaching for the moon and polluting the planet. It's us lot, the monkeys, the gorillas. You know, we've gone one step beyond. I'm sure, again, on conspiracy theory front, there's a little bit of ancient alien. Someone popped down here, turned the monkey into us bunch, and then we went off trying to destroy and consume everything around us because we went from creature to commercial capitalist machine. And, and now, at micro levels and macro levels. So some of us are happy in our little environment, growing a couple of turnips and potatoes and existing and being very, very environmentally friendly. And then as us other lot goes, I want to have 500 jobs, two buildings, five cars, a Porsche outside. And I want to be able to do six flights a year to many of my, my holiday houses. And it doesn't matter if they're empty and 55,000 square foot. I'll have, it's aspirational. You know, how much do you need how much can you consume? You can, unless you clone yourself, you can only be in one of those five houses at any point in time. And if you're in one, you're not in the rest. So there's a lot for, you know, what's that? They used to do um, rent the apartments, timeshare. You don't need to own something if you're here and not there, unless it's full of somebody else. Now, I say, actually, I was watching an episode of uh, Suits on Netflix last night, and all these professional lawyers and solicitors are running around in flash cars, and when you looked closer, they don't even own a car. What they are is a member of a car club. They go out once in a blue moon in a car, and they just say, I'm going to drive a Ferrari for that half an hour. I'm going to look good, feel good, hand it back at the end of the evening. That was actually very, very... Interesting. And then I realised we have the go car here in Ireland. I'm sure it's all over the planet as well. Whereby people are saying, share the car, use it when you, you not use it or lose it, but more you don't need it till you need it. Why bear all the costs? Most of what we do is a psychological, you know, greed need inside to own, regardless of actual need for. So we've got our hierarchy of needs, our Maslow hierarchy of needs, whereby we, we need food, we need clothing, we need warmth. Do I need a Ferrari? 
well, I wouldn't mind, but do I need it? Back to you, George. You reminded me again of another film. This one's called The Island. Um, do you remember The Island, where all these people, they, they were no, hoping this they were is, oh, I'm thinking lost. No, <laughs> ah, no, this is, this is The Island, where all the people on it, they, it looks like a futuristic society, and all the people on it are waiting to win it's the lottery. It's not The Island of Dr. Moreau or something. No, it's not that one. No, no, it's... That's um, another one. All right, It's another again. one. <laughs> this is one where all the people are, are kind of hoping that they will get a chance to win the lottery, to go to The Island. And then it turns out... I remember out, it now, yes. Yeah, every single one of them is a clone for some rich person outside who's, who's too busy driving around in that Ferrari you're talking about, hasn't got time to have children, hasn't got time to, 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 to look after themselves properly. So they, they can have a, a clone made for them so that they could have organs replaced or to have babies. And then, of course, once, once the clones are done, they, they do the same as what they did in Soylent Green and all that one. <laughs> Stop. No, no, Silent Green, you went into the grinder mince machine. This yep. is more, let's that's, take part of Lego they and they put get, it back together again in a different order. Of, yeah. Ah, but once, once the clones serve their purpose, they knock them off the same as they do in the model system, and basically they get re rejuvenated. It's, it's that repurposing, whereas it's kind of recycled. You know, that whole recycling process to make sure that uh, nothing is wasted. Every, it's like that energy thing, you know, nothing gets wasted. There's, it, it's, it goes somewhere and it gets returned back to its basic elements. So that was that was another kind of story that goes through that well, whole that's, sort you're of You're saying that film was saying, by definition, they're technically grown in a test tube or accelerated 3D yep. printed. I don't, I don't know what how they were produced in terms of the full body accelerator. So a little bit of Judge Dredd going on there now. Yep. Build all the judges, grow them, you know, fast grow them to the, the size and shape they need to be. Then download the personality into the plug them in. Off you go, go. Oh no, that was uh, that so, was carbon. What was that carbon? No, no, that's that's, that's another one. Judge Dredd. That's Judge Dredd. No, I'm saying carbon. What's that, you know, sir? Altered carbon, altered carbon is where you're, we, we had a conversation about altered carbon back in one of our earlier yeah. podcasts going, that's the sleeve. The language there was download and upload into your sleeves. These sleeves were clones, but the essence of you, they were empty till you downloaded yourself into them. So you had your escape route. If you got suddenly getting hacked to bits or shot or killed, the whole point was you had a backup drive in the cloud. You were you you're, you would only once you could afford your your backup sleeve, you will be uploaded remotely and downloaded into your replacement. You might lose a day at best. So you're going, and then the rich and the famous will have multiple clones. They download themselves into multiple versions of themselves. They will be, you know, going out and dating themselves, bringing narcissism to the ultimate level of who better to love you than me, being yourself, and and, and actually introduce you to yourself and go for a date because that's <laughs> where carbon, you know, altered carbon, could bring you. But again, great tech there. We've, we're covering the clones, we're covering the upload, download, back up in the cloud, we're covering the org, you know, unfortunately the organ uh, build and 3D print for yourself and live forever. So, I mean, why build a robot? That was where we thought of the future would be, build a robot body and download yourself into that. The tech in the last 30 to 50 years has said, fuck that. We'll build an organic version and we can fast grow it in a 3D yeah. test tube equivalent. And now all we got to do is put the spark of life in. We can, all the bits are in the right order. Now all that's missing is the soul. And all the soul actually is is ones and zeros that has a volume of gigabytes or terabytes. And that's you. 
Plug in and play. There, here we go. So well, there's there's the West World. Do you remember West? Plug the, and play. You've got West World, which is the Ubrinner one, which is a slightly different one, where they made sort of actual robots who look like humans. But the newer version of West World that was on HBO, basically, they did actually 3D print them and actually create a bit like the the Ghost in the Machine, also, which is a Japanese kind of version of that whole sort of thing. It's the same kind well, of concept. I think exactly. If you start thinking of the organic version that we've had, if we can. Build the 3D version, organic version, which we can. We can grow ears and on the backs of rats, and we can do all sorts and test tubes. We can 3D print, you know, various organs, and by definition, you can 3D print the bones. But you're starting to go, but bones break. Are we going to do them in titanium? Why? Why would you not go to the next level of the new super improved six million dollar man? Six million dollar man back in twenty yeah. years ago. Yeah, it's probably two point four billion now. I'm not too sure what the pricing conversion will be. But if you were redoing the six million dollar man with inflation and CPI, is that now six billion dollar man? But if it is, and we can mass produce, we're back to the same thing. Would you be building a little bit of more? flexibility into those bones you can organically wrap the organic around it you can have the brain in there and it may be an ai brain but as long as it's you in ones and zeros and personality and you don't know any better it's you it's just you you have a longer sell by date so you know that's what the new, we want to have the new improved you we'd like to be able to afford the six billion dollar man woman or anywhere in between as long as we can afford to build it you know now it's all about do you have a big enough cloud package so you can actually store yourself in order to be able to upload and download you. Well, in uh, there's a Bruce Willis movie called The Surrogate. And in that, all the human beings that can afford it, basically, they have a surrogate version of them, which is a robot. And they basically sit at home, you know, in their enclosed environments, whatever's happened to them. And they basically plug themselves in, a bit like uh, Ready Player One, but this time they actually go into a physical body that runs around the real world. It's but it's still a kind of virtual world for them because they're still they're still having to disconnect from themselves and go into this other one to experience the real world. And and again, it's you, you come back to the sense that if it's going to cost six billion to have the effectively a real life avatar that is mechanical running around and having all the problems, why not create a, a virtual digital one? that would allow you to fly, even like Superman, which is what's in the, the Ready Player One type thing, and most of the games that people are getting into. I mean, if you start looking at what the VR stuff's now getting to, it will... One of the things they did, they did a test quite a few years ago where they had a monkey in, in, uh, and they had a mechanical arm, and the monkey was connected up through its brain, and it was moving its arm around, and it could see the mechanical arm move. And then it got tired and it dropped its arm down, but it still was moving the arm. And he went, well, hang on a second. I don't need to move this bit. I could just move that bit and forget about that bit. So once you get to the point where your brain can actually move other things and you don't have to physically move this, then you kind of go, right, you don't need. Do you need this body? That's the key thing. Do you need this body? Because if, if you can just be part of an uploaded thing that uh, can go wherever you want to on any kind of journey... A bit like what the Westworld's concept was, but they didn't realise what they could do with the virtual world. You know, you don't need the real world. You can just be in this fantasy world. But that causes problems itself, doesn't it? <laughs> well, we're already halfway there with the, the son and his mates and all these EA gamers. You know, they're in the room. Right? We're in the room. Like, this is... We are in the room. That's our show. The old, actually, I think... I'm going to show you. 
we are the elephant, elephant in, in the room. room is what we're addressing at the best of times and the elephant in the room my, my son is only a baby elephant he's in the room at the moment and he's playing e- I, I, I keep on saying EA Sports it's some sort of God of War Lord of something Thunder I don't, I don't know what but it involves running around shooting people and shouting at the mates to go off and do stuff and we chatted about this before but it's back to as you said they're living lives across the planet with wings they can or fart and travel through space it, it's a, this virtual space but when you're in this immersion space you're going you know he probably has more flight hours on than most pilots out there because the only physical difference is you've got the same keyboard in front of you you've got the same control panel you've got the AIs telling you you're taking off from New York and landing in Dublin you cannot tell the difference the chair shakes and the control shakes you're, and that's where actually I think another show I only watched the other day uh, it's probably on Netflix or, or Beyond the Wire what you have here yes. is, is drone pilots you can kill from a distance but when you get into the war you suddenly realise this is real people this is real things but I was I was playing a game to five minutes ago but what's on the ground is a, a, a real life effect but if I think it's a game it is a game that is many a film out there from Ready Player One to Ender's Game and God knows what you're being your, your, your empathy is taking away because it's characters on a screen and that's what they're doing in war games but I mean at the same time you know with the pandemic out there and if we start going we can put a body out there that can go to a different planet we can if we have a line of sight we can probably have our avatar counterpart on a different planet while we are here but we could be plugged in to effectively a test tube some bubbles on food and our our awareness is in the machine and the ghost becomes the ghost in the machine at a distance you're going what constitutes you what constitutes awareness what is real and what is not if our mind believes that it is we don't even know if we're real are we the sort of the ghost in the machine are we the game player or the avatar from someone else's ready player one we don't know because the program has been told not to tell us so we we have all these other ideas of god to explain the unknown and and like an awful lot of science is going on the journey and all the you're just saying we are god or not that we're god or not god it's just this awareness this ability to control environments this this so any being that's one level above our capability is godlike. It just means it knows more, can do more, is not is superior, but not in the sense of slave to it's like an like an Anton and Elvin's arse. You're going, who's right, who's wrong? They've got different programming. They're doing different things. They're all but one might be more aware than the other. We say it's a, a the elephants is intelligent and never forgets. The ant is programmed, probably closer to clone. You know, because there are, that's what the, we see them as. But we really, really don't know. We, that's our definition from our language of our constructs as to whether they, you know, based on brain size, I do believe either the, either the, the whatever whale or dolphin, if you were to do the right maths, by definition, is more intelligent than us because of the particular makeup of the brain. They're not bothering talking. They've moved to sonar. They're in three-dimensional 55 miles away. Sure, we're nothing to them. We can't even swim. You know, so it's hard to tell who's right, who's wrong. You don't know. <laughs> well, we're, we're, we're talking about this kind of virtual world and, and the games that people are playing, but you and I are now 
somewhere where to travel from one place to the other would take us about two and a half hours to get from where I am to where you are. And yet we're talking, there is a slight lag of about a second as we, as we interact with one another, but we, we're not in the same room. We're actually communicating via the internet to try and sort of uh, have a conversation. And the more people, I mean, this last year or so, we've spoken to more people now through this technology, through Zoom, through Skype, through Hangout that's now gone, which is now Google Meets. More and more people we're talking to, and we're talking to people around the world, which you wouldn't normally have got a chance to, you know. And I, I remember in, in 2001 when Trisha and my wife went to uh, America, we had to send little videos backwards and forwards and, and as messages. We couldn't actually interact with them. I mean, basically, you would see this kind of big block of stuff going on and the voice would be out of sync and you would kind of go, oh, am I actually talking to them? Or they've just gone purple, they've just gone pink, they've just gone some sort of strange psychedelic colour. Oh, maybe I'm actually talking to my wife. But now we can see who we're actually talking to in, in full HD and in some cases 4K, although I don't think the internet's quite working at 4K just yet, but it soon will be with all the new technology. But we're, you know, we... We, we kind of think we're in control of what's going on. And, and we've been lucky today that we've managed to get through without a, a hitch from the internet because the last couple of times that we've tried, we've, we've had programs break up because just other things that are going on. I think BT were outside here one day just digging up the roads so that probably killed the internet for us at some point. But, you know, we are not in control. And a lot of people like the games that they're playing because there is some kind of structure, there's some kind of story that they feel that they have an objective to get to. And there's only so many things they can actually do. But in real life, we can construct anything we want and do sort of anything we can. And then it's trying to work out whether we can work our way through that. And quite often things happen by accident. And that's where, you know, we kind of go, oh, the universe has done something or or God's opened the door for us or, okay, he's closed down this because we actually, we know that we're not in control in any form or fashion. And we don't even know whether half the time we're actually in sync with what other people are actually saying to us when they start to talk to us. So there's a kind of miracle going on that we can actually understand and, and process maybe those ones and zeros in our own head to try and work out what's actually going on with the synapses and things like that. It's all a mystery. And the more and more you study psychology and the like stuff, the more and more you realize they haven't got the foggiest idea either. They're making it up as they go along. <laughs> they don't know what's happening. So it's, 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 it's all a game. And it's all a game that you're just trying to sort of work out, you know, can we play the game? What are the rules? Do we understand the rules? If we do understand the rules, can we get, how far can we go before somebody else changes the rules and we now have to relearn those rules just to be able to carry on playing the game? And then there comes a point, which is where the robot and the clone thing comes back in, where you suddenly go, do you know what? I'm not going to accept those rules anymore. I'm not going to follow that thing. I'm going to break the program and I'm going to go in my own way and do something else. And I think we've reached that point where we've decided that we're not going to follow the program. We're going to break it. We've spent all, a lifetime doing what we've been doing and realizing mm, that doesn't work. And now we're kind of going, do you know what? We're going to have a different attitude about ourselves, a different way of thinking about ourselves, and we're going to progress forward and not worry about the world the way we would have done and actually accepted all these laws that were basically being imposed upon us to prevent us from doing certain things. Is that how you see things going? No. 
well, I, I heard some of the words, but then you filled in the words I was going to use because you went on that natural path of break the programming. And that's what I was saying. I started to hear you talk, and I was going, I'm going to say break the programming. And then you said it. But that's great because we're, on, we're, we're now in sync. We've got the synchronicity going on. We were singing, we're, as you said, we're singing off the same hymn sheet. Now, I was also reminded of you know the, the IT crowd again, and another show we had, we were saying, reset the framework, control all delete. You know, we're going to control all delete ourselves, reset the framework, we are cleaning the hard drives and we're going, we're not, we're too, we're too far down the path of our lives into various silos that we needed to do a factory reset, factory reset of sorts. Unfortunately, the control all delete didn't put me back to my 18 year old myself, myself that I suddenly became sort of, sort of pecs and biceps and triceps and lose four stone and grew the hair back and control all delete factory sentence didn't go the full way for me. But what it did do was done a get out of the silos. I don't need to worry about that anymore. It doesn't matter what I did in the past. That's not what I'm going to do in the future. I found my new sort of comrade at arms. We, we, we are two members of a team. There's no more I, it's all we. It's about growing going forward. We'll go from the we to a team. That's the next journey. But it's the same language now in the sense of that we're looking for those factory control, reset, control, all deletes. They, got, they can bring skills from the past. But don't worry about the trappings of the past and the worries of the past. Now it's a we're going to play a different game. You were playing like you know, you're you're playing drafts before. Now we're playing chess. I mean, we we like that movie that was out there about the, the girl playing chess. Uh, I can't remember the name. You're going to say it now, but um, but effectively, it's a strategic game. It's a long. You can have. You got to be thinking moves ahead. And you know, given we know there's a million ways to win it based on combinations of permutations, you got to play the game. You got to take control of all your pieces. You got to have a strategy. You got to pursue it. You got to realize there's a other player on the opposite side. Be a competition or be it just the world at large putting in blocks. Its job is to not make your, you know, if everything was easy, it wouldn't be a game worth playing. So you're playing the universe on the other side, let's say. You don't need to be playing a competitor. They could be in there and part of that game too. But you're playing against the universe with the pieces that you have. It's not the cards you're dealt. You know, that's one thing. We're playing chess at the moment. We've got a limited amount of time. We have some pawns. We have some queens. We have some you know, they all have their own purpose. They have different strengths. They've got different skill sets. That's what we need to realize. We've got to now strategically place them to win the other pieces. The pieces might be sort of occasion for our new, for our new sort of academy. It might be an, an alignment with, with some sort of studios for to move forward strongly to, in terms into our marketplace. But you, start, you should start playing your game going, what pieces do you need? Where do you need to do you need to protect them early or play them early? Because sometimes you send the pawns out and they can pave the way. Or do you send the, you can just open the door and send the queen out and take the entire game and no one ever move behind you. They just stay there, watch the queen go kill, go take, go own, go do. And if they needed help, they they, they come in they come in behind. We're sending I don't know if we're a pair of us two of us are a pair of queens, but in terms of <laughs> The skill set that we have, we can take every move, we can go in every direction, we can go all the way, one way, sideways. The only thing we can't do is the horsey. We can't do that little L shape. But I mean, apart from that, we can go play and we are the strongest player on the board. We don't need to gamble everything. We can go out there and lead the way. That's what we're doing. We're, we're not, we're, for true leaders to be leaders, it's to show the way. 
It's not to send the, fo- the cannon fodder out. That's the game we're now playing and we're enjoying and we're, we're changing the rules and we're being mindful of the team and we have our strategies. Now, actually, as, as I listened to what you were saying, the number of times you said Queen, which is quite good, and then eventually Queen's you said, Gambit, I'm going to get it before you do. Queen's Gambit, that's it. <laughs> I, I was wondering if you were going to get there. there. <laughs> the yeah. Queen's Gambit. Actually, I, I, what's jumped into my mind again is Killer Queen, and that's, that's Freddie Mercury now. I, I just know I'm a Killer Queen. Now, I don't know. He was a Killer Queen, <laughs> and we know the connotation's there, but it's a great song, and I'm, I'm talking about being a Queen in the sense of the strongest player on the board well again it's interesting that uh, over the last few years uh, in, in fact quite a few years they've been building different computers to compete with chess players initially ch- uh, i think it was drafts and then it was chess and then it was that game go i think which was supposed to be unbeatable and the computer has now finally mm-hmm. just you know wiped out the the, the the champion there but i think the key thing is that in all those situations that was just one task this particular computer had to do no, there's some interesting things, I think, uh, about the Boston uh, Instruments or whatever it is, that, that group that have actually started doing Boston Robotics because they've got a few more robots that are now dancing and the dogs are running around and, and the Chinese are coming up with their versions that are cheaper than the American versions and they're all looking at how they can do things. And then that brings us back to well, those robots. we touched robots on that from War of the Worlds. War of the Worlds, yeah. War of the Worlds and the Boston say. Scientific Dog and going, honestly, don't I'll like go that over one. there and kick them over. Yeah, absolutely. And that, that was the thing you were kind of going, you could kick those things over. But I think I think what, what they're trying to do in Japan, I, I watched a, a, a documentary because it, apparently in Asian philosophy in Japan, these kind of, they'd actually created a robotic type character in the 12th century, maybe even before that. So they were into the kind of mechanical things. But because in their in their culture, uh, the population is decreasing, they're looking for something to help um, the older people uh, uh, basically have some kind of companion and they're finding that the best way to do it is to actually provide a little robot. So whereas we would fear the robot because... Nah, the George, George, body, I saw that program and it was a rubber doll and I was going, you don't... No, I don't think... a whole other they, they, conversation they, they, they there about one of those. They, they have those. I wasn't thinking about that. I was, I was thinking the more plasticky ones because the, the uncanny valley which comes in is that we are repulsed if the creature or the robot looks closely like a human being. Because we start to see all the flaws that aren't human, that doesn't make it human. And we start to react in the same way that we discuss these with a Frankenstein type thing. But if it looks like Robbie the Robot from the the, uh, the Forbidden Planet type film, then we actually think it's quite cute because it has a few humanistic kind of attributes. But m- most of it is still mechanical. It's not it's not a real human being kind of thing. So it's it's that fear, again, that we seem to have in the West because... We see robots as trying to control us. And in the West, we've been programmed ourselves to think that we should be more individualistic. But apparently in the Eastern philosophies, their program is more that they should should not be so individualistic, but work as a collective, work as a group of people. And they see that the robot is a way of helping to enhance that group to, to do the activities. They don't see them as being com- competitive in the way that we would. I think... What's starting to happen is it's two different languages because we're saying robot is what we thought of in the past, being there, you know, growing up as a kid, a robot was um, 
the clanky machine, even the Cylons. It's, it's clumsy, it's, got, it's robotic, it's got programming. But now on a journey to AI, you're going, it's the AI, if you plug it into the machine and you didn't make it an organic, is on a journey to sentience. And then you're saying at what point is a robot a robot being a machine carrying out automated tasks, but if it's AI intelligence on a journey to self-awareness, it just is, is this a new soul is it a new scent what constitutes life what con- that's that's all your star tracks out there from god knows where yes with data. at what point is this a sentient being and what point is it you know, even even i think it was the millennium man and robin williams it was mm. you know, it was or it might be a, i don't know it was yeah no it was it's a bimillium uh bimillennial bimillennial it too is the two bicenterian or something yeah it, it's Bicentennial, it could be bicentennial. There you go. We're giving them a thousand years. Turns out it was two hundred. Yep. But at the same time, it was that journey to you know. He actually on that journey, he became a doctor. He became the best scientist on the planet. He actually then started creating the organic journey of his own body from met- met- metallic to flesh. By the end of it, he was an old aged man. Just he turned off the machine. The jur- he was turning off the fact that he could live forever. He wanted to have a life. And to have a life, he had to have an expiry date. And that was, but then you're saying, had he become self-aware? Was he the most humane person on the planet? Had he got a soul? Is this life? It, are we on that journey again? Did it already happen in the past? Every time we think of aliens, we think of, is it a physical being or is it a spiritual one? You know, in the sense of what do they look like? Have they got five, you know, do they look like an octopus or do they got four legs? You know, or, or two. Why, why do we think in our own, you know, godlike belief in ourselves that anything alien, which if they're here, have to be more intelligent because they got to leave their own planet and get here in whatever way or form, are going to have two eyes and nose, a mouth and two legs. We, you know, but maybe... That is the maths of the universe in the sense of your bite or your thumbs or whatever it is. If, for to build a machine, can you honestly think of any alien crawling out of a swamp with some lizard head on the top of it that's going to have the dexterity to build an intergalactic you know, warp drive capability faster than the speed of light you know, while their hand slides off the dashboard? I think it nearly will be the universe will recreate the maths everywhere you go. Now, it's interesting because we're now reaching that certain point where we have to terminate this particular conversation, bringing in the Terminator. And again, what was interesting, because you, you, you made me sort of think a little bit about um, the Arnold Schwarzenegger, Arnold Schwarzenegger character in the last movie. Yeah. In the, his actual character, who had actually uh, killed one of the main sort of protagonists in, in the TV series, had had a lifetime to actually consider what his actions were, and he'd become more human by the end of the actual story. So that was quite interesting. But we do have to terminate this episode. But we'll be back in the not-too-distant future. I hope you've enjoyed this episode on robots and clones as we clone ourselves again and introduce our skeletons and our elephant. We look forward to seeing you next Friday as we enter another program. And who knows where that will be? Go control, all delete, Reese, factory reset. Go off and play the game. Enjoy it. Be strategic. See you soon. Bye for now. Hope you enjoyed this video. Please subscribe and click on the bell for notifications.